good morning, good morning. This is Sean Chambers from Chambers Home Partners, brokered by Realty Executives Arizona Territory. And welcome to the Real on Real Estate Podcast. Today's podcast is kind of going to focus a little bit on the economy and just how the real estate market is going to affect our economic comeback. And then we're going to break down a little bit even further in depth on um, the global economy and, and how it's impacted by real estate. So sit back, relax, turn up your radio, and uh, let's get started. So I was reading the article um, about the economy um, in the Wall Street Journal, and they did some um, uh, economic forecasting survey uh, and it polled more than 60 economists um, on a monthly basis over the past couple of months. And 85.3% um, believe a recovery will begin in the second half of 2020, which is pretty good news. Um, it's really, really good to know. There seems to be a growing consensus that um, among the experts that the second half of this year is going to start the, um, the turnaround in the country. Um, one of them, Chris Hyes, the chief investment officer for Merrill, he stated, we fully expect the economy could begin to pick up late July, late June, excuse me, and in July with a strong recovery in the fourth quarter. Um, in addition to those, you know, economists, the five major financial institutions um, are also forecasting, you know, that the second half of the year is going to um, be a turnaround. Four of the five um, expect a recovery to begin in the third quarter, actually. And all four, all five, excuse me, should agree that it's definitely going to start by the fourth quarter. And those five are Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, uh, Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, and Bank of America. So what does this mean for us? Um, it basically means the vast majority of you know, economists, analysts, banks, uh, financial institutions, they're all pretty much lockstep in unison, indicating that an economic recovery should begin um, in the second half of 2020. And uh, this seems to be a really strong agreement and consensus uh, between um, the banks and our and our major economists. Um, so that's that's really good news. You know, this virus has truly had um, an impact on, you know, the way we live and, um, you know, different, different markets. It's really taken a toll on a lot of small businesses. Um, you know, I think, uh, last numbers I read, there were just in the African American community alone, there were about 450,000 small businesses that were going to be closing, closing up shop. Um, and, and that's, that's detrimental. Um, you know, to these families, um, of these small businesses, their, their staff, um, and our communities in general, uh, it's just really kind of scary, um, what's going on. But here again, good news is, you know, they're looking at a comeback. Um, we're definitely looking at a comeback. We're looking at strong growth, um, pretty much beginning in the, well, growth as far as from where we were, where we are right now to kind of creeping back up to where we were, where we were before everything hit. So, 
that's really good news. Um, you know, it's 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 gonna get started. So, you know, hang on, hang in there, um, buckle your seatbelts, cause we we are definitely in for a ride. So speaking of economies and the the global economy itself in general, um, one of the things that you know I I constantly explain um, in our workshops and when talking to people is you know how the global economy is built. Um, you know people don't realize that you know the global economy is. Um, you know, really based on your, on real estate, um, the entire global economy. You're like, well, Sean, not, every, not everybody's buying and selling houses and buildings. And while that's true, um, here again, the big thing is everything starts with real estate. Um, you know, it's the sale of land. So when you think about the economy and you think about whether it's manufacturing, whether it's hospitals, whether it's, you know, cities and towns and, you know, their buildings, you know, whether it's housing, um, you know, whatever it is, everything is dependent upon land. You need land to build manufacturing plants. You need, you know, land to build roads. You need, you know, land to build houses for, you know, um, employees to to live to get to the jobs you need manufacturing plants to for the manufacturing of cars and parts to make automobiles to get people from point A to point B you need you know plants you know to be able to you know manufacture the materials that we need for our buildings but what they you need land so everything is really kind of built off and around um, real estate in our global economy period um, you need land and land allows you to be able to build, which allows you to be able to, you know, produce or manufacture um, your goods or your service for that matter and for them to be able to be sold or traded. So you need land and it all goes back to the ownership of land. Um, so. It's really a good thing that uh, we're pretty strong um, right now in, in the real estate market. Um, one of the things that we've seen trending is, you know, people are people are getting out. Um, people are getting out. Uh, we've gotten busier and busier. We started kind of ramping up in, um, in, in April and May was just super crazy. Um, and, and now going into June. Um, we're getting even busier and busier and busier, um, which which is a blessing for us and for the real estate market. But it's also a blessing for, you know, the economy and, and for people who are buying and selling homes because, you know, that means that they still have their jobs. Um, and, and, you know, people are starting to slowly get uh, called back to work, you know, which is which is great. Um, so when it comes to the real estate aspect, uh, things are things are going really good. And, um, you know, it's really helping to boost the economy. So with that being said, um, I want to delve a little bit into what's going to be upcoming on the podcast. Um, uh, next week, we're going to have a special guest, uh, 
I'm going to actually have two special guests. I'm going to have my wife. <laughs> my wife, Pamela's going to be on and um, she's going to speak a little bit on, you know, kind of credit and some other things. And then uh, one of my good friends who's probably going to be a consistent guest, um, his name is Kyle Allen and uh, U of A grad and he kind of does some different things um, with, you know, realtors um, and real estate agents from, um, you know, lead generation and things along that line. So he's going to kind of speak a little bit to what he sees in the market because he works with a lot of investors and wholesalers. Um, so he's going to speak some to what he's seeing in the Phoenix market because he's up in Phoenix. Um, the following week, we will have on uh, a special guest named Olivia Brailler. She is one of our primary lenders. Um, you know, Olivia is going to speak on, on lending and just kind of what's going on from the lending perspective. Um, and then the following week, uh, we're also going to have another lender that's going to come on. Um, and his name is Joshua Roman, and he will be speaking on um, lending, but he's more going to be focused on VA because um, he is a veteran. Um, so he'll be speaking on, you know, the veterans and just kind of what's going on with VA loan statuses and the different rates and the things that uh, his company does to help veterans. We may pop some surprises in there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, make sure you definitely tune in. Um, we may have some people just pop in and pop up and, you know, give their two cents. So we're, we're definitely looking forward to uh, what's upcoming um, on the podcast. So I want to get into something else uh, a little bit here. Speaking on all the different things that we um, have seen, you know, some of you may be wondering, you know, with the virus, uh, is it a good time to go ahead and buy a house? Should I wait till next year? Um, here's what I have to say about that. We are seeing historically low rates right now. Like, it's crazy the rates we're seeing right now. Um, we are working with a client who is um, going to be getting back, back money at closing because he is VA. And he's got a 2.758 rate. Um, one of our lenders is working on getting a deal for a client together with a rate as low as 2.375. Um, that's just insane, insane low numbers um, when it comes to, you know, the market and where we are. You know, you're talking about from, you know, going from a 4% rate interest rate to a 2.375, you know, you're saving yourself a couple hundred dollars every month on your payment right there alone. Um, so I want to, you know, kind of give an example on how you can, you know, use this time, take advantage of this market and, and start not just building wealth through real estate, but how it can have two different avenues at the same time. Uh, we have a client who's in an lease right now. They're paying $1,900 a month for a lease. Um, we went out looking at properties on Monday, Memorial Day. We actually only looked at two properties. They knew the first property that we picked for them was going to be the property that they wanted. They still wanted us to see the secondary property so they could compare. They saw the second property said, nope, we want the first property, which we, we kind of knew. Um, 
They went under contract Tuesday, and they'll be closing July 6th. Now, here's the amazing part. It's a five-bedroom, uh, two-and-a-half bath, two-car garage, two-story with a pool, over 2,000 square feet, okay? You got them at an interest rate right around 2.75. Their payment's going to be roughly $1,500 a month. So, $400 a month less than what they're paying right now. So, we've, what we've coached our client to do is, okay, yes, your, your mortgage payment is going to be less than what you're actually paying in your lease right now. But you're still going to you're still going to spend that same amount of money for a lease for your mortgage every month. So we told them, this is what you're going to do. You're going to pay your mortgage. You're going to take that other $400 that you were paying monthly for your lease. And you're just going to put it in an account, put it in a savings account, put it in a savings account. Just keep letting it build. Just keep letting it build. Just keep letting it build. And over the next three years, you're going to take, you're going to do this for three years. And they said, okay, why are we doing it for three years, Sean? So I gave them a breakdown of why they needed to do this um, for the next three years. And it's going to, one, help them pay off their mortgage a little bit faster. So it'll take it from, you know, roughly, a, um, you know, a 30 year, we can probably get them down to about, you know, 22, 23 years, somewhere in there. Um, and if they consistently do it, can probably get it get it even lower. And I'm trying to find my uh, sorry about that, guys. I'm trying to find my calculator here. Here we go. So four hundred dollars a month, okay? Times twelve months is forty eight hundred dollars a year times three years. That's fourteen thousand four hundred dollars, okay? So they save fourteen thousand four hundred dollars. Then we told them to put up two extra payments a year, if at all possible, but definitely one, okay? So if they just put up one extra payment a year for three years, that's $4,500. So all combined, that's that's $18,900. So just round it up to $19,000. So you say take that $19,000 and you make a chunk payment on your mortgage and apply it directly to your principal, you've caught you've cut major years off of your mortgage. You've cut a good seven to eight years off your mortgage. Um, so that's, you know, one of the things that we coach our clients to do. Um, it's just, you know, ways to continue to save money. Um, but here again, they're they're using their real estate in two different avenues. So they're already paying their mortgage, okay? They're paying their mortgage. Then they take this chunk payment and in three years and apply, apply it to their principal. So now they've been paying on their house for three years. They've made a, almost a $20,000 chunk payment. And more than likely, they would probably, knowing them, they would probably just round up to $20,000. It's only $1,100 to $20,000. So now you're at $20,000. So say they make a $20,000 chunk payment. They've been paying on their payment on their home for um for uh three years you know so with that chunk payment and with what they've been paying they're possibly at thirty thirty five thousand dollars worth of equity and that's not even including you know what the market's been doing how it's been growing you know and and kind of how values have increased or whatever so say they're at twenty five thirty thousand dollars 
now they have banked $25,000 or $30,000. And if they really wanted to, um, they could say, okay, you know, we're in a great position. We want to buy a secondary property as a um, investment property. They can do what's called a HELOC. Here again, I spoke on this last week, a home equity line of credit for that twenty-five dollars to $30,000. Use it. Uh, find them a place for 100000 Get a conventional loan. Pay $10,000 down. And why would they want a conventional loan? Because conventional loan does not have the stipulation that you have to live there. So they get them a conventional loan. They rent this property out or Airbnb it, whatever the case may be. If it's $100,000 more than like they're getting a condo or something uh, with association fees, depending on where they're at, roughly, let's say their payments, 900 bucks a month, they lease it out for 1500 There you go. So they've paid for their, um, for their mortgage already, you know, everything. And, you know, they have about $600 left and, you know, they put some up, you know, towards expenses for, for the, for the, uh, for the property. And then, you know, they bank the rest so they can split, split it 300 toward, for, you know, bank for the investment and another 300 to bank just for banking it. So now they're banking this extra $300 a, year, a month, you know, on top of still putting up their $400 a month, okay? So now that's $700 a month, all right? Here, watch this now. So now we're at $700. So that's $700 times 12 months is $8,400 a year times three years. Now in three years, they got $25,200, okay? So now they're six years into their mortgage, all right? They've already cut off seven years. Now they got $25,000. You know, they dropped their $25,000 towards, towards the principal. Now they've cut another seven, you know, seven or eight years off their mortgage. Bam, right there, done. So now within six years, they've reduced their mortgage down to almost 15 years. In six years. In six years, they have the capability of taking their mortgage from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage, okay? Then in another three years, if they're keeping that cycle going, now they got another 25000 okay? They apply that to the principal, all right? So now we're at a total of nine years. They've applied that towards the principal. They've cut off another, you know, seven years. Bam, done, okay? So what's left? Seven and seven and seven, that's 21 years. So then they go ahead, they do another three years, and another lump payment of $25,000, bam, that's 28 years. So in, 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 in uh, 12 years, they've cut their mortgage down from 30 years. Um, they've possibly paid it off in 15 years or less. So their primary mortgage is paid off. Now they can take the money that they're spending for their primary mortgage once it's paid off and say, okay, we're going to pay off the condo. Now this whole time, the condo has already been being paid by renters. It's already been being paid. So now they start doing the same thing with their condo and they just, they're just making chunk payments 
$25,000 in four years, they got the condo paid off. So in a matter of 15 years or less, they can have two completely owned properties. Completely owned. You say, well, what about the HELOC, Sean? That $25,000 for that first year has paid the HELOC off. So these are just some of the many strategies um, that we coach our clients on um, to just kind of help them grow, you know, financially. You know, you're talking about 12 years and people are like 12 years. That's a long time. That's really not a long time to, to, to pay off a home in 12 to 15 years is remarkable on a 30 year mortgage. If you if someone told you in. 12 to 15 years, you can own your home free and outright and probably a secondary property that you spent about $100,000 on that's generating you revenue when you do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. So, you know, that's how our economy is built, to be perfectly honest. That's how the global economy is built. You know, you have these, you know, multi-mega millionaires and billionaires. 80, 80, 85% of them started in real estate, owning some property, making a profit, owning a property, making a profit, owning a property, making a profit. Then they took that money from the profiting of the real estate and invested it in something else. So, you know, take your money, be wise with your money. Um, invested in some real estate, you know, people are like, oh, well, the market is saturated. The mar-, you know, everybody's trying to flip. Everybody's trying to own property. Yeah, a lot of people are, but there's a lot of people who aren't. There's more people who aren't or who don't own property than there are people who do own property. Because if everybody was trying to do it and if everybody owned property, there would be no need for people to really rent. You have a very small segment of the population that actually prefers to rent. The majority of the population prefers ownership. They just don't think they're capable of doing it. And that's why we at Chambers Home Partners are here to continue to coach and continue to encourage and continue to to drive and educate and teach people. Hey, you can own real estate and that real estate, that property that land can grow and and start taking you to heights that you never thought um, possible, you know? So we um, just just want to continue to put that out there. Um, there's something else I want, I, want to, I want to read to you guys, and I kind of got off topic a little bit, and I'm sorry about that. But um, one of the things that we've noticed is you know, applications for home purchases are are growing. Um, from you know, from the sizable drop that um, that the market saw in in April, and not so much here in Tucson or in Arizona, but in other areas. But there was a sizable drop, and now they've been on the rise for five consecutive weeks. Applications for for loans, um, government applications, which are. You know, FHA, which is government-backed loan, VA, government-backed loan, uh, USDLA loans. Um, they're like 5% higher than what they were ago, a year ago, which is 
encouraging because it's showing the turnaround um, and it's showing improvement over what we've seen for like the last two months, uh, which is really great. Um, you know, so what's so what's a reason that buyers are coming back to the market? You know, well, the big thing it is, you know, the they said the Fed said for the fourth consecutive week the thirty year fixed rate mortgage has been below, below three point three. Um, that gives buyers a great reason to continue to buy and shop around e even during the pandemic, um, because you know as states are starting to open up, we're seeing demand for housing um, improve remarkably fast. Um, Compared to this time last year where the market was kind of flat, it wasn't dry, it wasn't bad, it's just it had kind of plateaued. Um, now we're seeing that demand again. Um, and, and the demand is because rates are so historically low. Um, even if you're buying a property as an investment, it's a major coup to buy one right now. Um, you're getting a property, you know, that that you're using as an investment, you know, and if you have, you know, a good credit score, 680 or higher, you're going to do a conventional loan. You're going to, you know, put 5% down and you're going to get a good rate, you know, somewhere in the twos, you know, high twos, 2.75, you know, and the higher your credit score, the lower your interest rate, you know, so say you get a rate in the high twos, low threes. That's insane. And then you're going to take that property and you're going to make money off that property because you're going to have someone that's paying your mortgage for you because they're renting it or you're airbnb it. You know, as long as, you know, making sure, of course, you have it in the right location, um, that property is going to make money for you. You know, and you're just stacking that money and allowing someone else to pay off that mortgage while you're also banking money at the same time. And while they're paying off that mortgage, you're just banking money and banking money and banking money and banking money. And every three years, you're dropping a chunk payment on that mortgage. And you're bringing your years off that mortgage. You're bringing your years off that mortgage. Bringing your years off that mortgage. If you're, if you're able to save $500 a month, and I'm just using I'm just using round numbers because it's easier. That's six thousand dollars in a year. That's eighteen thousand dollars in three years. So you know your first property, you don't want to go crazy. So say you found a nice one bedroom, one bath condo for around a hundred thousand, and in three years you have eighteen thousand to put on that chunk payment, and you've also been. Um, you know, the mortgage has been being paid, so that's that's bringing it down as well. You know, you have three years of mortgage payments, and then you're making another chunk payment every three years. You know, here, here again, 12, 12 to 15 years, you've paid that property off. Free and clear, maybe even sooner, because it's not a huge number. So definitely uh, want to make sure that you are you know, taking advantage of the rates right now because they're incredibly low. 
And that's our show for today. I definitely want to give a shout out to our brokerage, uh, Chambers Home Partners. And we are brokered by the best brokerage on the planet, Realty Executives, Arizona Territory. Um, great brokerage. And if you're not familiar, and if you have never done a podcast, but you're thinking about doing a podcast, I'm going to tell you, the best way you can go is Anchor. The system is easy to use. It's easy to navigate. The recording tools are great. The analytics are great. Um, you know, you just have so many options. You can record, you know, pre-record with a guest, you know, and splice everything in. I mean, they just, the editing is really easy. They just make it so easy and so great. Um, it's really economical and affordable. So I would definitely say if you're in the market to start your own podcast, check out Anchor. Um, you can find it right in the App Store. Download it on your iPad or your Microsoft Surface. I'm my Apple. I'm my Apple head, as my wife likes to say. So you'll always hear me referencing iPads and iPhones and iMacs and stuff because I'm an Apple head. But uh, definitely download the app. It's really great. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we we greatly appreciate it. We do this for you. Um, you know, real estate's a busy business. Um, times are crazy. But uh, we do this for you because we truly want to educate and be able to help people achieve financial freedom and achieve financial wealth. Once again, Sean Chambers, Chambers Home Partners, have a phenomenal th Thursday and go get what you deserve. Chambers Home Partners, brokered by Realty Executives, Arizona Territory, and welcome to the Real on Real Estate Podcast. Today's podcast is kind of going to focus a little bit on the economy and just how the real estate market is going to affect our economic comeback. And then we're going to break down a little bit even further in depth on um, the global economy and, and how it's impacted by real estate. So sit back, relax, turn up your radio, and uh, let's get started. <clears throat> so I was reading an article um, about the economy um, in the Wall Street Journal, and they did some um, uh, economic forecasting survey, uh, and it polled more than 60 economists um, on a monthly basis over the past couple of months. And um, 85.3% believe a recovery will begin in the second half of 2020, which is pretty good news. Um, it's really, really good to know. There seems to be a growing consensus that um, among the experts that the second half of this year is going to start the, um, the turnaround in the country. Um, one of them Chris Hyde, the chief investment officer for Merrill, he stated, we fully expect the economy could begin to pick up late July, late June, excuse me, and in July with a strong recovery in the fourth quarter. Um, in addition to those, you know, economists, the five major 
financial institutions um, are also forecasting, you know, that the second half of the year is going to um, be a turnaround for the five um, expected recovery to begin in the third quarter, actually. And all four, all five, excuse me, should agree that it's definitely going to start by the fourth quarter. And those five are Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, uh, Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, and Bank of America. So what does this mean for us? Um, it basically means the vast majority of, you know, economists, analysts, banks, uh, financial institutions, they're all pretty much lockstep in unison indicating that an economic recovery should begin um, in the second half of 2020. And uh, this seems to be a really strong agreement and consensus uh, between um, the banks and our and our major economists. Um, so that's that's really good news. You know, this virus has truly had um, an impact on, you know, the way we live and um, you know, different different markets. It's really taken a toll on a lot of small businesses. Um, you know, I think uh, last numbers I read, there were just in the African American community alone, there were about four hundred fifty thousand small businesses that were going to be closing closing up shop. Um, and and that's that's detrimental. Um, you know, to these families um, of these small businesses, their their staff, um, and our communities in general. Uh, it's just really kind of scary uh, what's going on. But here again, good news is, you know, they're looking at a comeback. Um, we're definitely looking at a comeback. We're looking at strong growth um, pretty much beginning in the, well, growth as far as from where we were, where we are right now to kind of creeping back up to where we were, are, where we were before everything hit. So that's really good news. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to get started. So, you know, hang on, hang in there, um, buckle your seatbelts because we, we are definitely in for a ride. So speaking of economies and the, the global economy itself in general, um, one of the things that, you know, I, I constantly explain um, in our workshops and when talking to people is, you know, how the global economy is built. Um, you know, people don't realize that, you know, the global economy is, um, you know, really based on your, on real estate. Um, the entire global economy, you're like, well, Sean, not, every, not everybody's buying and selling houses and buildings. And while that's true, um, here again, the big thing is, Everything starts with real estate. Um, you know, it's the sale of land. So when you think about the economy and you think about whether it's manufacturing, whether it's hospitals, whether it's, you know, cities and towns and, you know, their buildings, you know, whether it's housing, um, you know, whatever it is, everything is dependent upon land. You need land to build manufacturing plants. You need, you know, land to build roads. You need, you know, land to build houses for, you know, um, employees to to live, to get to the jobs. You need manufacturing plants to for the manufacturing of cars and parts to make automobiles, to get people from point A to point B. You need, 
you know, plants, you know, to be able to, you know, manufacture the materials that we need for our buildings. But what they you need land. So everything is really kind of built off and around um, real estate in our global economy, period. Um, you need land and land allows you to be able to build, which allows you to be able to, you know, produce or manufacture um, your goods or your service for that matter and for them to be able to be sold or traded. So you need land and it all goes back to the ownership of land. Um, so it's really a good thing that uh, we're pretty strong um, right now in, in the real estate market. Um, one of the things that we've seen trending is, you know, people are people are getting out. Um, people are getting out. Um, we've gotten busier and busier. We started kind of ramping up in, um, in, in April and May was just super crazy. Um, and, and now going into June. Um, we're getting even busier and busier and busier, um, which which is a blessing for us and for the real estate market. But it's also a blessing for, you know, the economy and, and for people who are buying and selling homes because, you know, that means that they still have their jobs. Um, and, and, you know, people are starting to slowly get uh, called back to work, you know, which is which is great. Um, so when it comes to the real estate aspect, uh, things are things are going really good. And, um, you know, it's really helping to boost the economy. So with that being said, um, I want to delve a little bit into what's going to be upcoming on the podcast. Um, uh, next week, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, going to actually have two special guests. We're going to have my wife. <laughs> my wife, Pamela's going to be on and, um, she's going to speak a little bit on, you know, kind of credit and some other things. And then, uh, one of my good friends who's probably going to be a consistent guest, um, his name is Kyle Allen and, uh, U of A grad. And he kind of does some different things, um, with, you know, realtors, um, and real estate agents from, um, you know, lead generation and things along that line. So he's going to kind of speak a little bit to what he sees in the market because he works with a lot of investors and wholesalers. Um, so he's going to speak some to what he's seeing in the Phoenix market because he's up in Phoenix. Um, the following week, we will have on uh, a special guest named Olivia Brailler. She is one of our primary lenders. Um, you know, Olivia is going to speak on, on lending and just kind of what's going on from the lending perspective. Um, and then the following week, uh, we're also going to have another lender that's going to come on. Um, and his name is Joshua Roman and he will be speaking on, um, lending, but he's more going to be focused on VA, um, cause he is a veteran. Um, so he'll be speaking on, you know, the veterans and just kind of what's going on with VA loan statuses and the different rates and the things that uh, his company does to help veterans. We may pop some surprises in there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, make sure you definitely tune in. Um, we may have some people just pop in and pop up and, you know, give their two cents. So we're, we're definitely looking forward to uh, what's upcoming um, on the podcast. So I want to get into something else uh, a little bit here. 
speaking on all the different things that we um, have seen, you know, some of you may be wondering, you know, with the virus, uh, is it a good time to go ahead and buy a house? Should I wait till next year? Um, here's what I have to say about that. We are seeing historically low rates right now. Like, it's crazy the rates we're seeing right now. Um, we are working with a client who is um, going to be getting back, back money at closing because he is VA. And he's got a 2.758 rate. Um, one of our lenders is working on getting a deal for a client together with a rate as low as 2.375. Um, that's just insane, insane low numbers. Um, when it comes to, you know, the market and where we are, you know, you're talking about from, you know, going from a 4% rate interest rate to a 2.375, you know, you're saving yourself a couple hundred dollars every month on your payment right there alone. Um, so I want to, you know, kind of give an example on how you can, you know, use this time, take advantage of this market and, and start not just building wealth through real estate, but how it can have two different avenues at the same time. Uh, we have a client who's in, in a lease right now. They're paying $1,900 a month for a lease. Um, we went out looking at properties on Monday, Memorial Day. We actually only looked at two properties. They knew the first property that we picked for them was going to be the property that they wanted. They still wanted to see the secondary property so they could compare. They saw the second property said, nope, we want the first property, which we, we kind of knew. Um... They went under contract Tuesday, and they'll be closing July 6th. Now, here's the amazing part. It's five-bedroom, uh, two-and-a-half bath, two-car garage, two-story with a pool, over 2,000 square feet, okay? You got them at an interest rate right around 2.75. Their payment's going to be roughly $1,500 a month. So... $400 a month less than what they're paying right now. So we, what we've coached our client to do is, okay, yes, your, your mortgage payment is going to be less than what you're actually paying in your lease right now, but you're still going to, you're still going to spend that same amount of money for a lease for your mortgage every month. So we told them, this is what you're going to do. You're going to pay your mortgage. You're going to take that other $400 that you were paying monthly for your lease and you're just going to put it in an account, put it in a savings account, put it in a savings account. Just keep letting it build. Just keep letting it build. Just keep letting it build. And over the next three years, you're going to take, you're going to do this for three years. And they said, okay, why are we doing it for three years, Sean? So I gave them a breakdown of why they needed to do this um, for the next three years. And it's going to, one, help them pay off their mortgage a little bit faster. So it'll take it from, you know, roughly, a, um, you know, a 30-year. We can probably get them down to about, you know, 22, 23 years, somewhere in there. Um, and if they consistently do it, can probably get it, get it even lower. And 
I'm trying to find my, uh, sorry about that guys. I'm trying to find my calculator here. Here we go. So $400 a month, okay? Times 12 months is $4,800 a year times three years. That's $14,400, okay? So they say $14,400. Then we told them to put up two extra payments a year, if at all possible, but definitely one, okay? So if they just put up one extra payment a year for three years, that's $4,500. So all combined, that's that's $18,900. So just round it up to $19,000. So you say take that $19,000 and you make a chunk payment on your mortgage and apply it directly to your principal, You've cut, you've cut major years off of your mortgage. You've cut a good seven to eight years off your mortgage. Um, so that's, you know, one of the things that we coach our clients to do. Um, it's just, you know, ways to continue to save money. Um, but here again, they're, they're using their real estate in two different avenues. So they're already paying their mortgage, okay? They're paying their mortgage. Then they take this chunk payment and in three years and apply, apply it to their principal. So now they've been paying on their house for three years. They've made a, almost a $20,000 chunk payment and more than likely they would probably, knowing them, they would probably just round up to 20,000. It's only $1,100 to 20,000. So now you're at $20,000. So say they make a $20,000 chunk payment. They've been paying on their payment on their home for, um, for, uh, three years, you know, so with that chunk payment and with what they've been paying, they're possibly at thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars worth of equity, and that's not even including, you know, what the market's been doing, how it's been growing, you know, and and kind of how values have increased or whatever. So say they're at twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars. Now they have banked twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars, and if they really wanted to, um, they could say, okay, you know, we're in a great position. We want to buy a secondary property as a um, investment property. They can do what's called a HELOC. Here again, I spoke on this last week, a home equity line of credit for that twenty-five dollars to $30,000. Use it. Uh, find them a place for 100000 Get a conventional loan. Pay $10,000 down. And why would they want a conventional loan? Because conventional loan does not have the stipulation that you have to live there. So they get them a conventional loan, they rent this property out or Airbnb it, whatever the case may be. If it's $100,000, more than likely they're getting a condo or something uh, with association fees, depending on where they're at, roughly, let's say their payments, 900 bucks a month, they lease it out for 1500 There you go. So they've paid for their, um, for their mortgage already, you know, everything. And, you know, they have about $600 left and, you know, they put some up, you know, towards expenses for, for the, for the, uh, for the property. And then, you know, they bank the rest. So they can split, split 300 toward, for, you know, bank for the investment and another 300 to bank just for banking it. So now they're banking this extra $300 a year, a month, you know, on top of still putting up their $400 a month, okay? So now that's $700 a month, all right? Here, watch this now. So now we're at $700. So that's $700 
times 12 months is $8,400 a year times three years. Now in three years, they got $25,200. Okay, so now they're six years into their mortgage. All right, they've already cut off seven years. Now they got $25,000. You know, they dropped their $25,000 towards, towards the principal. Now they've cut another seven, you know, seven or eight years off their mortgage. Bam, right there, done. So now within six years, they've reduced their mortgage down to almost 15 years. In six years. In six years, they have the capability of taking their mortgage from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage, okay? Then in another three years, if they're keeping that cycle going, now they got another 25000 okay? They apply that to the principal, all right? So now we're at a total of nine years. They've applied that towards the principal. They've cut off another, you know, seven years. Bam, done, okay? So what's left? Seven and seven and seven, that's 21 years. So then they go ahead, they do another three years and another lump payment of $25,000. Bam, that's 28 years. So in, 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 in uh, 12 years, they've cut their mortgage down from 30 years. Um, they've possibly paid it off in 15 years or less. So their primary mortgage is paid off. Now they can take the money that they're spending for their primary mortgage once it's paid off and say, okay, we're going to pay off the condo. Now this whole time, the condo has already been being paid by renters. It's already been being paid. So now they start doing the same thing with their condo and they just, they're just making chunk payments, $25,000 in four years, they got the condo paid off. So in a matter of 15 years or less, they can have two completely owned properties. Completely owned. You say, well, what about the HELOC, Sean? That $25,000 for that first year has paid the HELOC off. Done. So these are just some of the many strategies um, that we coach our clients on. Um, to just kind of help them grow, you know, financially. You know, you're talking about 12 years and people are like, 12 years, that's a long time. That's really not a long time. To, to, to pay off a home in 12 to 15 years is remarkable on a 30-year mortgage. If, you, if someone told you in 12 to 15 years you can own your home free and outright and probably a secondary property that you spent about $100,000 on that's generating you revenue when you do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. So, you know, that's how our economy is built, to be perfectly honest. That's how the global economy is built. You know, you have these, you know, multi-mega millionaires and billionaires, 80, 80, 85% of them started in real estate, owning some property, making a profit, owning a property, making a profit, owning a property, making a profit. Then they took that money from the profiting of the real estate and invested it in something else. So, 
you know, take your money, be wise with your money, um, invest it in some real estate. You know, people are like, oh, well, the market's saturated. The mar you know, everybody's trying to flip. Everybody's trying to own property. Yeah, a lot of people are, but there's a lot of people who aren't. There's more people who aren't or who don't own property than there are people who do own property. Because if everybody was trying to do it and if everybody owned property, there would be no need for people to really rent. You have a very small segment of the population that actually prefers to rent. The majority of the population prefers ownership. They just don't think they're capable of doing it. And that's why we at Chambers Home Partners are here to continue to coach and continue to encourage and continue to, to drive and educate and teach people, hey, you can own real estate and that real estate, that property, that land can grow and, and start taking you to heights that you never thought um, possible. You know, so we um just just want to continue to put that out there. Um, there's something else I want I want to I want to read to you guys, and I kind of got off topic a little bit, and I'm sorry about that. But um, one of the things that we've noticed is you know applications for home purchases are are growing. Um, from you know from the sizable drop that. Um, that the market saw in, in April and not so much here in Tucson or in Arizona, but in other areas, but there was a sizable drop and now they've been on the rise for five consecutive weeks, applications for, for loans, um, government applications, which are, you know, FHA, which is government backed loan, VA government backed loan, uh, USDLA loans. Um, they're like 5% higher than what they were ago, a year ago, which is, encouraging because it's showing the turnaround um, and it's showing improvement over what we've seen for like the last two months uh, which is really great um, you know so what's what's the reason that buyers are coming back to the market you know well the big thing it is you know the is they said the Fed said for the fourth consecutive week the thirty year fixed rate mortgage has been below below three point three. Um that gives buyers a great reason to continue to buy and shop around e even during the pandemic. Um because you know as states are starting to open up we're seeing demand for housing um improve remarkably fast. Um Compared to this time last year where the market was kind of flat, it wasn't dry, it wasn't bad, it's just it had kind of plateaued. Um, now we're seeing that demand again. Um, and, and the demand is because rates are so historically low. Um, even if you're buying a property as an investment, it's a major coup to buy one right now. Um, you're getting a property, you know, that that you're using as an investment, you know, and if you have, you know, a good credit score, 680 or higher, you're going to do a conventional loan. You're going to, you know, put 5% down and you're going to get a good rate, you know, somewhere in the twos, you know, high twos, 2.75, 
you know, and the higher your credit score, the lower your interest rate, you know, so say you get a rate in the high twos, low threes, that's insane. And then you're going to take that property and you're going to make money off that property because you're going to have someone that's paying your mortgage for you because they're renting it or you're airbnb it, you know, as long as, you know, making sure, of course, you have it in the right location, um, that property is going to make money for you, you know, and you're just stacking that money and allowing someone else to pay off that mortgage while you're also banking money at the same time. And while they're paying off that mortgage, you're just banking money and banking money and banking money and banking money. And every three years, you're dropping a chunk payment on that mortgage. And you're bringing your years off that mortgage. You're bringing your years off that mortgage. Bringing your years off that mortgage. If you're if you're able to save $500 a month, and I'm just using I'm just using round numbers because it's easier. That's six thousand dollars in a year. That's eighteen thousand dollars in three years. So you know your first property, you don't want to go crazy. So say you found a nice one bedroom, one bath condo for around a hundred thousand, and in three years you have eighteen thousand to put on that chunk payment, and you've also been. Um, you know, the mortgage has been being paid, so that's that's bringing it down as well. You know, you have three years of mortgage payments, and then you're making another chunk payment every three years. You know, here, here again, 12, 12 to 15 years, you've paid that property off. Free and clear, maybe even sooner, because it's not a huge number. So definitely uh, want to make sure that you are you know, taking advantage of the rates right now because they're incredibly low. And that's our show for today. I definitely want to give a shout out to our brokerage, uh, Chambers Home Partners. And we are brokered by the best brokerage on the planet, Realty Executives Arizona Territory, um, great brokerage. And if you're not familiar and if you have never done a podcast, but you're thinking about doing a podcast, I'm going to tell you, the best way you can go is Anchor. The system is easy to use. It's easy to navigate. The recording tools are great. The analytics are great. Um, you know, you just have so many options. You can record, you know, pre-record with a guest, you know, and splice everything in. I mean, they just, the editing is really easy. They just make it so easy and so great. Um, it's really economical and affordable. So I would definitely say if you're in the market to start your own podcast check out anchor um you can find it right in the app store download it on your ipad or your microsoft surface i'm my apple i'm my apple head as my wife likes to say so you'll always hear me referencing ipads and iphones and imacs and stuff because i'm an apple head but uh definitely download the app it's really great thank you so much for tuning in uh, we we greatly appreciate it we do this for you. Um, you know, real estate's a busy business. Um, times are crazy, but uh, we do this for you because we truly want to educate and be able to help people achieve financial freedom and achieve financial wealth. Once again, Sean Chambers, Chambers Home Partners, have a phenomenal th Thursday and go get what you deserve.